You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born upon a dive for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. We are pleased to present to you actor Anjanu Ellis Taylor. She is known for her work in several film and TV productions. She's received several awards, including nominations for an Academy Award for King Richard, a Golden Globe Award, two Primetime Emmy Awards, and three Screen Actors Guild Awards. She's currently starring in the film Origin, which is based on the best-selling book by Isabel Wilkerson called Cast. Origin is currently playing in selected theaters and expands into more theaters on January 19th. She also has a film that is coming up soon over at Sundance called Exhibiting Forgiveness. So if you are excited for what she has coming up and if you're looking forward to seeing Origin coming up, well, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast Featuring actor Anjanu Ellis Taylor. Anjanu, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Black Girl Nerds. I really appreciate you speaking with us about your incredible and powerful performance in this beautiful film, Origin, which took my breath away when I watched it. Um, Origin is by far my favorite film of the year. And in large part, it is because of your nuanced and breathtaking performance playing the notable author, Isabel Wilkerson. Um, And just watching the experiences Isabel went through was very taxing for me as a viewer. So um, for you playing this role, did it have any impact on you emotionally or even physically while you were portraying her? Well, you know, I have to say that, you know, I, I don't know, I guess this probably counts, probably will sound, you know, a little counterintuitive, but I get exhilarated by, you know, by, first of all, having the opportunity, the chance to um, at least pretend that I'm living this woman, you know, um, and her incredible brain. So, um, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel taxed by that. I feel, I feel exhilarated by that. Um, I think, you know, there were certainly moments, you know, where I had to say to, I had to say to Ava, you know, our wonderful director, I had to say, okay, you got to stop here, (laughs) you know, and it really, it really, be, really was because not so much, I mean, some of it was that, yeah, I had to, there were times when, when I had to go there so much that I had to deepen, deep, dig into my 
personal reservoirs of stuff that hurts. Um, and it, it, that kind of was, um, you know, it, you know, that can get to you after a certain point. Um, but also, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I was staying within the parameters of the character and the story. So I didn't want to be indulgent because I could cry all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, when I'm thinking about some of the sadnesses and losses that I've had, I could cry. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I was my the 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 well of emotion that I had was consistent with with the job that I had to do, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I've, I've never read the book cast, nor did I know much about Isabel's story before experiencing this film. And I use experience because I walked away learning so much more about the dynamics of race and people's attitudes about others when it comes to prejudice. Um, it, it really felt like I was taking a masterclass watching mm -hmm. this, this film. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you learn during your time working on Origin? Yeah, well, I learned, you know, I learned, first of all, I learned a new language, you know, um, you know, you trying to coming to the point where you you sort of think you know it all about race, not, not know it all, but there are certain things that you assume. And I think we are all at that point <clears throat> in our conversations about, you know, uh, social divisions in this country and around the world that it has come to the point that it is almost an abstraction. You know, we become so lazy that race is not, no longer has any blood in it. You know, it's an abstraction. It's an idea rather than, um, rather than something that is, that is alive, you know, anymore. Um, it can be people can counter it with, you know, counter racism, you know what I mean? The, and so, so, so I think that what, what Miss Isabel, what Isabel Wilkerson offers is she offers this, this, you know, new language. I mean, it's, it's old language, but it's new for us. We understand it and how it articulates in, you know, South Asian culture with, with, um with, you know, in India particularly, um but we never considered it and how we, how it is alive uh, in this culture. And that race is just a tool of caste, that that it could have been anything. The people who wanted to maintain power uh, in the higher caste, they just could have chosen anything. They could have chosen height, they could have chosen ear size, but they chose race. Um, and what's important about that is, is that you don't have to be a member of the higher caste, uh, the dominant caste. You don't have to be white. You can be you can be black, and wanting to, and and being employed essentially to maintain the higher caste. And what I mean by that is, that is what is at play when you see black police officers officers beating the crap out of black people, is that mm. they are acting in service of maintaining that higher caste. Right. Oh, wow. That's such a, that, that is a prime example of, you know, being able to visualize what that means. Cause sometimes people don't really know, like when you say cast, what, what does that mean? Visually, I don't understand how cast ex exactly works. So yeah, that, that is a perfect um, example of how to visualize what cast looks like. And, and this movie does sit with you. 
you know, I'm, I'm certain that, you know, right now it's currently playing in select theaters and it's going to release nationwide uh, next month. But uh, I'm certain that there's going to be a lot of profound and deep conversations that's going to come out after people see this film. Based on your experience of promoting this film and attending press events, what are some of the conversations that you have experienced or heard since its release? Yeah, well, you know, I I think because I'm still in mode in the mode of I don't want to know don't tell me don't <laughs> you know what I mean like I don't want to hear no reviews you know what I mean I'm still mm. I'm still in that place um just because I feel too I feel very vulnerable still about it you know I'm we just fi finished filming this film in last March you know and yeah. it you know it's coming out and and you know it's out shoot in some cities um so I'm still too close to it to to be you know to be objective about it at all so I think a lot of that conversation I'm not privy to because I don't want to hear it <laughs> I don't want to know I don't want to know I don't want to know but I hope you are right you know I really hope you're right that that um you know that the ideas in this film you know can be looked at as incendiary, you know, people can, you know, people can run from it because they don't want to, they don't want to deal with the ideas in it. They, you know, they, they've decided they presume something about it before they even see it. Um, but what I hope will happen is that it, 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 it punctures through that resistance and it does, you know, ignite, you know, conversations, you know, not just in this country, but around the world, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I certainly hope it does as well. Who would you say, you know, ignites countries all over the world? Who would you say this movie is for? Because it's it's very deep. It's very textured in its discussion on race and the caste system. And some of its subject matter could go over people's heads. Yeah, I think it's for everybody. And, I, you know, I there's this incredible uh, thinker, writer, author. His name is Teju Cole. Do you know, are you familiar with him? I'm not, no. Yeah, he, he wrote this book called Open City that I have, but I have not read. Um, <laughs> but I heard him in discussion with, I heard him talking about another, a poem that he read and that the ideas of the poem could, as you said about origin, could, you know, kind of um, go over people's heads or conf be confusing, you know, that kind of thing. And so he said that um, that the naming of a contradiction is the beginning of an ethic. And I was like, yes, that's what this, that's what the, that's what this movie is. That's what cast is. Isabel Wilkerson, Miss Wilkerson, does not offer answers in the book. You know, she offers the naming of what the problem is. Right. The film offers us an opportunity to name it. It gives Ava DuVernay another another opportunity at reaching folks who don't spend an afternoon in Barnes and Noble like I do and get glasses, you know, <laughs> to um to to it democratizes it and, and puts people who don't read books to sit in the theater, eat popcorn, and have these ideas uh funneled through and Part of that work, the work of that is just the naming of it. It's just yeah. the naming of it. And then what happens after uh, that is, is, 
is up to us. But if we can leave ourselves open to that naming, that discussion of it, um, then we can, then hopefully something, we can enact something that we can come out on the other side of. Right. Yeah. Why is there a Black police officer standing idly by while, you know, George Floyd is essentially being murdered on yeah. the street? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because he is acting uh, at the behest on the behalf of the, the dominant caste, yeah. which in this country is, you know, white Americans. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your your relationship and scenes with Nisi Nash Betts as Marion just gutted me completely. I was in awe of both of you on screen. Did the two of you spend a significant time with each other um, off screen to help foster and cultivate the relationship that you had on screen? Well, I have worked with Nisi before um, on When They See Us, the first time that I worked with uh, Ava. And, but we were not, we weren't friends on, on that film. We were enemies. Um, mm -hmm. But the, what was, you know, the, the, the way to convey someone enmity on screen is to have a great support system with the other actor, you know, and that's what, that's what um, Nisi provided uh, and gives and, and gave in this, you know, she's just one of these actors who, you know, she doesn't open her mouth on screen unless she believes what she's saying. And so I I try to, I try, I my my intention when someone says action is to do the same thing, is to believe what I'm saying. So what you hopefully see is just, you know, um Nisi and I talking, but we just have different names on 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 screen, you know. Wow, I, it was just, it was palpable. I, I absolutely loved the two of you guys on screen. What, what was your experience like working with Isabel and how much of her time and presence was involved in the production of this film? Well, I didn't get to, I didn't meet Miss Wilkerson. I haven't met her. Um, by the time I became a part of the production, um, I, she and Ava had sort of, you know, developed this kind of work um, relationship where, is a Ms. Wilkerson had, you know, essentially said, you know, you, this is yours now as a film anyway. Um, and, um, you take it. Um, and so I, when I came in, they had, they, they, that practice was already in place and I just sort of, I just respected that. So I didn't, I haven't met her yet. There's moments when I saw this film where I had to turn my head because <laughs> it was just really hard to watch. Um, did you experience during filming where you just had to take a moment and just pause because the emotional weight of it all was just a little too much? Yeah, I think, well, there's a moment, there's a moment in the film where I hear um, Trayvon, the, the tape of Trayvon Martin's murder. Yeah. And I had never heard that before. So when you when you see me hear that on screen is the first time I've ever heard it. Um. So, yeah, that was that was a lot. I don't. I can't be eloquent and 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 describe that. Um. That was that was overwhelming. That was overwhelming. Oh, wow. Uh, you're in another film that's coming out this month. Uh, that's getting a lot of buzz. 
and that's the color purple. Oh, <laughs> You're like, huh? What, what other movie? Because <laughs> um, I'm only in that movie all of 10 seconds. I'm not in that film that much. So I'm always but, like, people say that. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But you you have a very important uh, role in that film. It's very significant presence. And and I had the pleasure of speaking with Felicia, who plays a young Celie, um, who you were in that scene with you. You you play her mother. What what was that experience like working on that project? Well, so it's so in and out, but just lovely. You know what I mean? Lovely. I mean, it, it the color purple is just one of those like formative cultural moments of my childhood, you know, of my adolescence, of my adulthood, you know, on mm -hmm. uh, the language of that film, uh, you know, we just need to do this and we know what that means, right? Right. Um, so just to be a part of that, it, it's just, I can't even, I, when they, it, it became a, a possibility, you know, I just couldn't believe it. I just wish I could sing, girl, if I could sing. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I would have been fighting people trying to be up in that. <laughs> it was lovely. And I had a great time working with, with Felicia. I had a really lovely time working with her. I hope she felt the same. I had a lovely time with her. Absolutely. I I, I loved your scenes together with her. So uh, it's great to just see you in, in two really remarkable films this year. Um, we, we've seen you perform in hard-hitting dramas, again, just to this month with Origin in The Color Purple, as well as your Oscar-nominated role in King Richard. You have a knack for doing comedy way back in the day with Undercover Brother, which I loved. Um, do you have a genre preference when it comes to your career with films? Do you like comedy? Do you like drama? What, what, what do you prefer when you're choosing a role? Or do you not have a preference? No, I, I I have a preference of having a good, a, a, a healthy bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> um, and I want to, I want to do work that fulfills, that fulfills me. I love working with, you know, incredible, I love working with uh, radical, incredible directors. Um, you know, people like Ava, I'm doing a film with this, uh, with a director who's mo more known as, a visual artist, Titus Kafar, um, who directed this film called Exhibiting Forgiveness, that's going to be in Sundance on a, in a few weeks. I wanted, I love doing that kind of work. Um, and really, you know, what I want to do is I feel like, I feel like books, I feel like films like Origin uh, do the work that is um, at this moment uh, being, um, uh, upended in classrooms. You know, we there's a there's a move to redact redact us from uh, history, and uh, so I want to work on material that stands in opposition to that, that fights against that. You know, and if it happens to be funny, you know, cool. You know, <laughs> I love it when dramatic dramatic actors, you know, um, find you know these moments that are funny. And I think they're funny because we see ourselves in them, right? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my, my last question to you is, what are you most proud of so far in your career? Ooh. What am I most proud of? 
I don't know how to answer that without sounding. Being oh, nominated for an Academy Award? No. I mean, that's great. That's wonderful. But it, but I, I have to say this, though. You know, listen, I worked a long time without being nominated for anything. Mm. And nobody paid attention to anything that I was doing. And that could happen. You know, that could happen again. You know, like nobody, I don't get nominated again, you know. But I, but I have to believe in the necessity of my work without nominations, without any of that. I still yeah. have to believe that my work matters to somebody. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like your reaction to origin um, makes me feel like our work was not, it mattered that our work mattered. You know, whether mm -hmm. we get nominated or not, it meant something, it meant something to you. And that has incredible value to me. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm able to do off screen with the money that I make on screen has been something that I'm incredible and, and very, very proud of, you know, being able to buy my sister a house, you know, being able to make sure that my folks can got, have cars to to drive around and go to work in that that has value to me. I'm able to do, uh, you know, social justice work um, in, in Florida. My name is on a billboard in Florida right now where I say my name is Anjanou Ellis and I had an abortion. You know, I put that billboard up in Tallahassee because I'm hoping Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis drives right by it. That mm. kind of work, um, that 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 makes me feel good. You know, that makes me love feel to see good. It. I love to see it. And and this film made me feel good about just everything that I learned about what caste is, what what race means, and and just you know prejudice and. All of those things, like I said, it just, it felt like a masterclass and your performance was just so beautiful. I really hope more people see it. I, I really hope that there's more conversations and discussions around it. I look forward to um, its release on January 19th. So that way, you know, everyone across the nation gets an opportunity to see it. Thank you, Anjanus, so much for taking the time to talk to Black Girl Nerds. And um, I'll be going to Sundance. So I hope I get a chance to, to see your film exhibiting forgiveness over at Sundance and get a chance to, to see you there in Park City. Um, so thank you. I hope so too. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you for wanting to talk to us. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. Bye. Take care. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.